This is a download from the BBC. To find out more, visit bbc.co.uk slash radio2. Please be aware that the following programme contains adult material. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Oasis, the importance of being idle. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show. I am in Los Angeles, arse, and I'm here with, of course, Matt Morgan. Hello, Matthew. <coughs> Hello. Why do you have to turn around and do a little cough like an so old lady spitting throat. in a tissue? That's clearing like a name. Spitting in a tissue, spitting in a tissue, wiping lipstick away from a kissed cheek. It is going to be a hell of a show today because it is our Noel Gallagher special. This is the Wrinkly Rocker special Don't radio say that. show. He's blown it already. He won't mind that. He's all right. We upset him last week because Noel Gallagher, because we had Richard Griffiths, Uncle Monty, came in the studio. We, we made the blunder of trying to get Noel Gallagher on the show while anecdote machine Richard Griffiths <laughs> was firing off anecdotes and more besides, if Matt Morgan's to be believed, because as Richard Griffiths crossed over the threshold, <laughs> an aroma entered this studio. <laughs> uh, it, sound, it smelled like sort of a, an expulsion from a body. And, and the Matt went, Richard Griffiths has done a fart. Richard Griffiths has done I a fart. I did not say that about it. One but of the greatest actors <laughs> our country's produced. One of the greats. And as it turned out, the it old was ad- adage, who smelt it, dealt it, <laughs> proved true. Because it was Matthew Russell. Morgan who had dealt that terrible aroma. As if I'd do I knew that. it was one of your traditional smells. Doing that as Richard Griffiths, you went, yeah, but I've done it into the chair before I got up. I thought it would stay in a cushion. I don't think that's the way you should be Is approaching Is that the way to start a radio show? You unprofessional man. Noel Gallagher, meanwhile, hung up uh, the phone because he wasn't Soaked getting enough off. attention. He's sort of what's wrong? Why'd you call me? Uh, oh, sorry, no, we just we thought we'd call you. Yeah, well, I'm going. Just because I'm not an actor. <laughs> just because I ain't got no credentials. Well, that's why the video for that song, Important to Be an Idol, of course, Reese Fan stars in that because Noel cannot really carry a video, can he himself? <laughs> Don't watch the peer at him in black and white, bumbling around, searching for his props, getting all confused, <laughs> waiting for Sarah to wash his belly. Poor <laughs> <laughs> old shot. <laughs> so Noel Gallagher will be coming up in a little bit of time. Also, later on in the show, we've got Lorraine Kelly coming Uh-oh. on. Oh, my God. Who you? actually fancy I do actually fancy her a bit because imagine a like a, a, a sort of a beautiful Scottish body you'd call it a brogue I suppose people tend to mm. say brogue don't they imagine her sort of murmuring sexual stuff to you oh, a burr a burr oh you're a good boy aren't you that's just made me nauseous of course it does because you got turned on and then you rejected it you little perf no way yep so Lorraine Kelly we've got her coming on Will Self is gonna Will Self the brilliant author and uh, known to us mostly because of shooting stars because we are low (laughs) cultural buffoons speak for yourself I've read loads of his books (laughs) name six Dun, dun, I will dun, in a minute. Dun, 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 uh, my dun, idea dun, of fun. No, I've read no, none of these. Are books. Uh, cock and ball story. I've no, read. That's, a co- that's a compilation of articles. You're just ball, making all like this up. It's all complete rhubarb. That one where it's got a monkey on the front. Well, Will Self will be here oh, anyway. Well, let's just look forward to Russell putting on his. I'm talking to someone intelligent <laughs> voice. Well, this is impossible to say. Perhaps. Mr. Self. Mr. Self. It's one of my 
great <laughs> my tomb. Look, don't you look me when I get together with me intellectual chums like Dickie Dawkins or Peter Sissons, Matt, don't feel left out and alienated because things get a bit highbrow. What it is, do you feel confused, don't you? Because no, I just don't adapt my personality to whoever's there. Oh dear. Well, I wish you would, mate. I wish you'd start <laughs> hanging around with someone nicer and adapt to that. Because this thing you've been dragging around as a personality since I've known you is a bloody burden. Ask him about psychogeography. I'm going to ask him about psychogeography and the, the nature of terrain and the effect that has on land. Russell Brand. When Will Self comes in, Matt, try not to get all nervous and do a fart. That's what I will ask. Like I when didn't do that. I'm taking a Griffin. bullet for you. You did it. <laughs> I don't do things like that. You do it when you guess. move. When you <laughs> toddle out of your bath, you just run long doing them. They just leak out of you. You're talky. I don't toddle out of my bath all talky. I stride manfully like a Caesar or a gladiator or some such from room to room inspecting. <laughs> and what the hell was wrong with you today, young man, when I arrived back from a week's gruelling filming with Adam Sandler and Richard Griffiths and Guy Pearce, lots of other professional actors. I come back, Matt Morgan, terrified in the house. I've been here for days. I ain't seen anybody. <laughs> it was like Tom, Tom Hanks in Castaway. Oh, what's been going on? I was, we were filming something for the podcast or video podcast or whatever we're going to call it. We will be mentioning that a little bit later if you've got any suggestions. I've just woken up. <laughs> What are you doing? I've been worried sick. Oh, big beard. His, his parting started below his ear roll. Like his, <laughs> his beard was combed around his head. Like an owner. You're all, all baffled and permed. No, you go, why have you got that perm? What's with this parting? <laughs> Film him. <laughs> Looks like stick of the dump. <laughs> you look ridiculous. I've been Stuck going mad. I've been going stir crazy in a huge mansion on my own. Why have you been left alone in a mansion Swimming for? pool's overheated. I can't turn it down. <laughs> can't you turn it down? I don't, I don't know. I don't do know that. where the buttons is. I'm not even supposed to know that it can be turned up and down because they think I'll heat it to a ridiculous piping up bath. Well, you will. Yeah, I will. Like the house. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to turn that down either. You That's why I've been going mad. Sleep outside on your hammock. <laughs> oh, that you finally put together. Thanks for Well, it got much. finally delivered. Mm, well. you, you haven't spent enough time in your glorious hammock. Because I've hurt me back doing capoeiro for you so that we could do films so He's I could be an action back, hero. toddling around, won't open the door. Oi. It's finally his dream come true. <laughs> open the door. I've been very, very poorly working away in Napa Valley, but it's going to be a hell of a show. This is the Noel Gallagher special. Oh, We're Noel in it Gallagher. now. This is all dedicated to you, Noel, to your two children, your lovely, frankly, too good girlfriend who's got a similar voice to Lorraine Kelly, isn't she? Ooh. Sarah MacDonald. Oh, she's got a sort of Scottish, nice sex voice, you know, that you listen to and think, well, would it be wrong? Would it really be that wrong? BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. I just want to make sure that everyone is absolutely clear about your Dickie Griffiths grunt. When Richard Griffiths come in, I'm Matt done mature. a grunt. I just, want to be, I just want to make sure it's out there. How many times have you done that? Never in front of guests. Why did a lot of people at the uh, show Brothers. Big Brothers Big Mouth <laughs> used to refer to something as the, get, the what was it, the bellows? The bellows. <laughs> Yeah, Russell's my, guts were called the bellows. Endlessly wheezing out gas. Yeah, but that was because they were close friends of mine that I've been working with some time. Not He's better now, actually. You've great. Of, yeah, I don't do that anymore. It's what good, is that? Change your diet? Sharpened up, mate. I'm out here in Hollywood making a career, looking to the future. Guess what happened to me in the airport coming back from uh, coming back from Napa Valley? Like you know that uh, You're already a little bit undignified because you've had to take your shoes off to put it through that machine and everything. What, even an internal flight? 
Yeah, I had to pop my shoes for a little machine because of this odd. bloody war against terror that Iraqi match full square behind. Like you came to my stand-up show the other day and I make some jokes about war and terror. Well, I see you made jokes about the war and terror. Well, look here, buddy. That's an important war. An important terror. If you've got any views for Iraqi match. Uh, uh, and how's it going with a Palestinian girl, Romeo and Juliet? Did that work out for you? It's going pretty good. Oh, we're, you've been going out with her? Yeah, we're taking her out tonight. I hope your drill sergeant knows about this. Uh, drill sergeant doesn't know about this. Well, you're going to let it. him know. You're crossing enemy this. lines there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Dirty devil. I well, don't you know. know. That's how we roll around here. Look at him, say. Can you imagine good. him pillaging his way? celebrate that. Why, because he's building bridges? Yeah. Yeah, not, after, not until he's blown a few of them up. Oh, <laughs> Starts <is>. villagers. <laughs> I don't know. He's war of attrition. Right. Um, yeah, so I was in the airport and I had to take off with, you know, turn my stuff off. And like, I stood with Sharon Smith, like, sort of getting... Re- you wear flip-flops. I know. You kind of a bomb flip-flop. I know. That's what I said to him. I go, look, even Richard Reed, one of the greatest shoe bombers the world has ever known, would struggle to manufacture a bomb out of a flip-flop. It would be difficult to launch a firework out of this, for heaven's sake. You know, if it was a Semtex, Semtex base, the whole and then the, and the, the bit that goes around your toe is a fuse. And you could use your toenail as flint to ignite it. And you could, because they are quite, Oi, look quite, at my quite horny. Pedicured, gorgeous feet I've you got there. You have had a pedicure. I haven't. I do that myself. I just sit in my trailer Chewing sometimes. Chewing them like a monkey. Adam Sandler says I'm very good in the film and then we did a special interview together we were like a couple of chunks I've done a picture granny when you put it on the fridge <laughs> put it on the fridge Adam pop it on the fridge right Adam Sandler says I'm very good in the film you're very good <laughs> please say again it sounds say like the, the, the tone of his voice like, yeah you're very good like, what, please leave, leave my trailer please <laughs> my trailer. leave the dog alone am I good <laughs> tap 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 on the bloody window tap 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 yeah, I don't need no compliments off him. I'm all right. Come on in, shoes up. off. Stood there going through security, and like one of them sort of sort of security people, as he bustled, <laughs> he sort of bustled past us, and he went, "Excuse me, please, ladies." To me, this happened Sharon. to me the other day. I was a lady. This happened to me the other day. You were a lady. I went into Victoria's Secret with a lady, what and the woman goes, there, "Hello, pal- ladies. Welcome to Victoria's Secret." What? Full on to your face. She saw us sort of enter, like, uh, she goes, oh, sorry, I saw in the mirror, I didn't see, you have a beard. What were you doing? Were you wearing a bridal gown? What were you wearing? so do that now. Who's who's you going with? Your little sweet cheeks, your little tootsie roll, your little bit of flannel, eh? Your bird, your salt, bit of crumpet, is it, eh? Take it back to your place, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Monkey business. Because what did I walk in on the other day? I walked in in your room, it looked like something was going on Who's the criminal here? Two people are in their room, Mm -hmm. right? Someone yeah. strides in yeah. and goes, Me. Ah, morning. Oh, <laughs> why are you under there? <laughs> like a child coming into his parents' bedroom. <laughs> you are hurting each other. <laughs> why are you crying? <laughs> Mummy, Daddy, why are you screaming at each other? <laughs> I'm frightened. I heard a noise, so I came. <laughs> yeah, and then he didn't leave. Well. Striding around while things wilted. <laughs> I wanted them to will. I don't like you in there getting up to no good. Disgusting. Up to no good. Is nice. Hold on. So you got mistook for a lady. I got mistook for a lady. High I didn't five. like it. Mistook for lady high fives. Boop, boop, it was. Wasn't quite satisfying enough. Well, I don't like the high five, Matt. I'm against it. I'm against. All I use forms it ironically. Greeting. Yeah, I know. You can you can get away with that for a little while. Oh yeah, that's what I've written here. That's my note. Amateurish sex that I caught Matt having. Amateurish sex. Mate, I am a pro. No, no that's no. the wrong message. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's cheap. Suggests that you receive payment for it. Okay, so this is the Noel Gallagher uh, special. Why not send us your favourite thing about Noel Gallagher? Um, <clears throat> people, I keep bumping into MTV executives who I'm talking to about bits and bobs. They go, oh. 
oh man, when Liam and Noel came in and Liam refused to do any performing and they spat at us, those guys are great. One of them punched my wife in the tit. <laughs> right behind. What no, you want? I bet that's because you bring them up straight away. No. Hello, Russell Brand, friend of Noel Gallagher from Hello. Oasis. <laughs> Bad boys of rock and roll. I'm pretty like much me. the comedy equivalent of that. I'm not with Noel now, but I could be. I mean, we're pretty <laughs> chummy, I'd say so. Uh, no, because they go, oh, I listen to the show. They listen to this show. This show is a smash hit. Russell Brand. I was laughing about you the other day. Why? What did I do? What's I done wrong? Watch basketball. Assimilate with culture. <laughs> Learn about this thing, love. Nick Lennon was learning about basketball. No. You should have heard him. He was getting right behind yeah, it. Yeah, but both Lakers of you said, Celtics. oh, you should, you should watch basketball. You should get into it because it makes having meetings easier and you can make friends of Americans <laughs> by talking about it. <laughs> well, pair of bum lickers. <laughs> <laughs> what about those Lakers? What about those Celtics? Right? Have a nice daytime. <laughs> I like the hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I belong. I belong with you. Stars and stripes. <laughs> Friendly fire. Friendly fire! You idiot. Why? Because of friendly fire? Yeah. You idiot. You started all this talk of America and Americans and what... Friendly fire is one of those things that sounds nice, like brainwashing sounds nice. I love a brainwash. brainwash. Mm, you wash my brain. People should send rinse. us things that are bad that sound nice. Why not send us things? It's a new item. Sound bad, it's nice. No, sound nice is bad. Or the other way around. However, do what you want. Just express yourselves. 88291 or russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. As well as your favourite things about Noel Gallagher. Do you know one of the golden rules of Radio Matt? Never ask your listeners to do two things simultaneously because they'll go... Like that. No, because I think... One of those ideas will appeal to a certain type of person, oh, and the other know. idea will appeal to a well, I don't others. invent these golden rules, mate. I'm not Who Moses. Who told you the golden rules? It was Leslie Douglas, controller of Radio 2. She took me into her office and said, I've got some golden rules for you, Pat. Here's a couple of them, love. <laughs> Don't let that daft bastard mutton walk and have too much airtime, like. Because she's from Newcastle, of course. And then oh, the other right. one was that, don't uh, confuse them with uh, too many messages and Did stuff you, like Honestly, that. is that... It's a radio thing. If you listen to a professional radio show, although we are the best radio show in the country, aren't we, officially, according to that golden statue. Where is our award? In Remember, England, of course. Our Sony Entertainment Award. I've never seen it, actually. I've never seen it. It's like God. It's around Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. It's a G. Mr. G, West End poet, Nancy Ponzi. G, are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you enjoying your West End show? Why don't you show? sit near the mic, G, because there's you... no one else there. Why just shuffle over like a dog that knows he's on his way to the vets to be put down? Hello. Shuffling to get put down. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I've got your um award. Your award is waiting there. It's got... Uh, Better be round your house. Is it round your house? No, I left it out in the street somewhere. We dedicate that to Matt's granddad. We're giving that to Matt's nan. So you better get off yeah. it. Well, where, where, get off it. Where, where, it's not what, for you. Throw it in Dartford somewhere. Yeah, just sling it in the general region of Dartford. They're all a club, the people of Dartford. No, put They'll some tissue us. paper around it and put it in a box, like <laughs> a tortoise. Yeah, like what you are, hibernating in the Blue Peter Gardens while you sound exhausted every second of the day. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. I want to listen to that MIA. Do you call it Mia or MIA? You missing know? in action, it means. It's missing in action. So well, MIA, I Iraqi Matt would know all about that, <laughs> wouldn't he? Missing in action. We've lost him behind enemy lines. He's in Palestine. It's snug in some broad. He can't get enough of it. He's run his fingers through her hair. This foreign policy is helpful to my dating life. You, mate, going around the world marauding, picking up chicks. Was she Palestine? What was she from? Your bird? Your new love? Uh, Palestine. She's... 
She's actually from Missouri, but right. she's like half Palestinian, half Egyptian. I tell you what, well, if you want to, if you want to appeal, why don't you give her a country back? Hey, I'll yeah, just off the top of my head. You're out of your depth, politically, Grant. You're out of your depth. And also, we're going to a children's birthday party later. What have you dressed as? I'm going to um, the Mex. What's You'll that? Scare them. I won't scare the Mexicans. You're like a bandito. Our Mexican, our Mexican <laughs> housekeeper invited us over. Oh, look at. I'm a man of the people, as you know. Old Russ from the... Old Russ, what a nice guy. Nice guy, old we'll Russ. We'll only stay an hour. It'll the- be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see those Lakers? Did you see that revolution? Viva Zapatista! Oh, assimilate right in. Matt, I'm going to need a false moustache and a chilli. We're going to fit right in with the Mexican like, house. Look, look you. You're going to scare you him. What do you mean? Ah, bandito. Ah, bandito está aquí. Ah, ay, 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 mi madre. Who is my hombre? Frightening! <laughs> They're going to love me at that Mexican house, aren't they? What do you mean? Have we ever brought the address with us? It's on our Look, kitchen table. We'll find our way to those Mexicans. Just follow a trail of sombreros and this noise. Da, 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 da. Is this racist? I think it might be, but not <laughs> in England because there's not enough of a Mexican population to be to be uh, like a, a powerful demographic. Iraqi Matt looks troubled though. What Iraqi Matt? Have we done yeah, something? Yeah, it's racist. It's racist. It's racist. Nah, we celebrate them. Celebrate the culture as an homage. What we done there was a glorious homage to Mexico. You right? have a look of the Mexican about you. What do you mean? Dusky, you look a bit... intense, rebellious, yeah. sexual. Yeah, thank you. All very those things. Much. All those things. Here we go. This is our news item headline: Girl scared of food. Schoolgirl Rachel Snowcroft has spent her whole life eating nothing but chocolate and watsits. The only hot meal, the only hot meal the fussy twelve-year-old has ever tucked into is her nightly dinner of rice krispies covered in melted chocolate. Rachel said, Ugh. "I don't like anything that's not crunchy or anything that's too crunchy." <laughs> Chocolate's not crunchy. Yeah, but it's, it is if you put it on rice krispies, mate. That's melted chocolate crunch. on rice krispies. Why that's is that? Like them, why, that's she should be tied to a bed and force-fed health. Well, once you've tied this 12-year-old to a bed, Matt, you're going to have a lot of questions to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Morgan, what on earth are you doing? I'm making her healthy! I'm making her healthy! Suddenly, her diet of what's-its doesn't seem too bad. The story continues. For breakfast, she tacks into bars of milk chocolate, lunch is a pack of cheesy what's-its, and then of an evening, Matt Morgan comes round <laughs> and terrifies her. Ties into a bed, puts a funnel in her mouth, <laughs> forces spinach in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, delicious. When she goes out for dinner with her family, she takes her own food and eats it under the table. We're <laughs> 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 really fitting in. That's no way to live, under a table, what eating earth? what's it's... it in the Ritz. Come Why is she girl. doing that? That's, that's indicative of a psychological problem. No doubt about it, Matt. That is a psychological problem right there. Having to take your own what's it's out when you're out. And why under, under the table? Home. She's ashamed of it? Yeah, she knows what she's doing wrong. She pulls up at Les Tres Garçons, Bethnal Green, lovely little French restaurant. Bosh. You used to go on about that place all the, the time. What? What's wrong with Les, Les Tres, Tres Garçons? Gar- oh, three boys. Les Tres Garçons. Les Tres. I'm going to Les Tres Garçons tonight. <laughs> yeah, mate. If you fancy it, I'm going up Les Tres Garçons. Get a couple of strippers. Matt Lucas says that, uh, like, posh people and working class people, their accents eventually meet. He goes, like, when people, like, really working class people start to talk very nicely, in fact, pronouncing all their T's and H's. So there we go. That's uh, Matt Lucas's worldview there. Uh, She takes her own food, eats it under the table because she won't try anything new. (laughs) 
Worried parents, Jill and Dave, called in a food expert, Dr. Gillian Harris, to persuade Rachel to eat toast. Rachel, from Bolton, said, I'm hoping to try bananas when I've got used to toast. <laughs> yeah, what a journey she's been That's on. ridiculous. Mm. It's annoying people with that, because... I'm sure it's terrible to have it, but, but it we just doesn't fussy. seem real. I wasn't fussy. I was fussy. fussy anything. When I was a lad, all, this is all I eat. Beef burgers, sausages, fish fingers, waffles, dollops of food. Only a dollop. I didn't trust nothing that had been all mixed well, you up. Mean you wanted a shape. Yeah, you fish fingers, want. sausage, beef burger. Nothing else, mate. Why no mashed potato? Mm, Beans? Someone could have mashed something into that. You know, it's like I thought something was going on. You know what I mean? Because remember how I used to think everyone was robots? Well, that. Yeah, that's worrying. That's not worrying just to think everyone that's else is robots. That's egocentric beyond belief. <laughs> Steeply solid. I'm the only human being on this planet. <clears throat> everyone, everyone else, else is, is a robot. robot. For my amusement. In their head. But, so if I want to switch off one of these robots, <laughs> what's the problem? Say, for example, this robot in the park sleeping on a bench. If I just switch him off and then cuddle his body into purgatory, is that really such a problem? No, another beef burger to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Made by a robot from <laughs> a big robot. <laughs> all lovely, trustworthy robots together, all switched off. Russell Brand. This ain't the one I want. I want the one to go and me gun go click, click, or whatever it is. That does say that. Nah, stop it. Stop it now. Stop it. You've made a mistake. Stop the stop the record. No, I want that one where it goes and my gun go click, click, boom. It's like that. Well, some people might have been enjoying that. No, I'm sorry. Play us a sample of some other ones that you pulled up on your failed quest to perform this simple task tantrum. at short notice. Don't have this, a tantrum. I don't do tantrums anymore. Well, when was the last this, time then? What's this the painful huh? beginnings of? <laughs> this ain't comfortable to me. The all too familiar <laughs> commencement of what can only be described as a hissing fit. No. I just want to hear it because we can't then play another MIA, can we? Wait, come so, on then. Is that one me gun go? It sounds very We've nice. We've got no more songs. Why? <clears throat> How did we end up with this one? I wonder because this that one's just. I not bet it. you were like this on Christmas morning. No, no. Yeah, see, this, it's the wrong Star Wars figure. <laughs> I, come here, come here. There, <laughs> that's your present. <laughs> I said half battle gear, mother. Does that look like? Does this costume look like it could endure the near Arctic conditions of planet half? Does it? <laughs> that looks traditional costume. Now I want half battle gear, and I want that thing that he can sleep in its belly. And if I don't get it, X-wing fighter, this is clearly a Y-wing fighter. <laughs> mother, do I have to talk you through the difference? Mother, I sort of wonder if you're on the side of the empire. <laughs> If you weren't a robot, I'd kick you so very hard. <laughs> it's only the fear of bruising my toes on your tin belly that I'm not kicking you around the living room right now. This is the worst Christmas ever. That's official. <laughs> You've ruined another Christmas satisfied. Oh, oh, hair in my mouth, 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 hair in my mouth. I've got it out. Thank God I've got it out before we have to do too much more of that song. Now, listen to this, Matt. This is going to knock your bandy. It's an astonishing new news story that I think could possibly change the world. Stilettos for babies. US designers have launched a range of high-heeled shoes designed specifically for babies. Oh, these US designers. What will they think of next, Matt? Carry on with it. The tiny stilettos, called Hilarious, are intended for babies up to six months, and they come in hot pink, black, and leopard print. Miss Bacon, who hit upon the idea... Uh, said she came up with it while walking to her daughter Kayla's fourth birthday party. It would have been hilarious if I could have brought Kayla to a party in high heels when she was a baby. The 18-pound <laughs> shoes... 
<laughs> which come in six different styles, are named after the inventor's children, and they're on sale at 50 stores across the world. British parents can purchase them online. Oh, well done. Mm. You just marketed a novelty product. Don't buy your baby's sexy shoes. What's next? Well, baby you've got shares corsets. in that. No, I'm against it. I'm against dressing up babies in any sex costumes. Yeah? I, don't, I like it when they're dressed as a duck or something, you know, or Tigger out of the window. Something the cute. Yeah, nice, cute little but thing. But high heels, that's the wrong message. Of course it is, because, like, what is a high heel for? It's to accentuate the leg, it's to make the woman <laughs> all vulnerable and tottery. Their little knees are all, like... Bulgy little fat podgy <laughs> knee, like a little Cornish pasty, all stuck up there <laughs> on a sexy little pedestal. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. That's like what old ladies' legs go like when they look like orange foam that doesn't fit in their shoe. That's right. All the orange foam spilling over the top of the shoe. <laughs> Matt with his Swiss Army knife trimming down an old one. Come on, robot. Let's get your shoe in. This robot foot too big. Trim it down. I oh, don't think of an old woman's foot that way. Oh, I remember my nan's feet. I haven't seen legs like that for a while. <laughs> well, I don't know what type of women you're dating, Matt, but when you go out with mother-in-laws of our agents, as I do, that's a pretty common occurrence <laughs> to see the orange foam. How do you get the shoes back on in the morning? <laughs> it's very much like a scene from Cinderella, me hammering, <laughs> hammering a crystal slipper onto an ugly sister's little tootsie. Well, we've got some nice emails here. For, ah, you know Matt's new item, nasty things, nice names. Cottaging, says John and Kerry. Mm. Cottaging. It's a lovely thing, I'm but what going, a horrible name. <laughs> I'm just going out cottaging. Oh, how lovely. And what will that involve? I'm going to find a perfect stranger <laughs> and ejaculate inside of him. Well, that's wonderful. But that's, that, that's very true. That's on the list. That's three good. things. Well done, John and Kerry from Bournemouth. You will not win anything because we're not allowed to do prizes. But if we were, by God, you'd be getting something out of that. Jess Moose. Happy slapping and joyriding sound good, but they are not, says yeah. Jess Moose. That's true, joyriding. Whee! Joyride! An alarm's going yeah. off, terrible. And happy slapping, who's ever happy after being slapped? That's weird, because they've taken the, yeah, both those words yeah. and used them, and it's like promoting the uh, idea of them. It's made them sound better, unlike terrorism, which just makes it sound worse. Terror. Terror. Doing some terror. terror. You are doing terror on me. Pack it in. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brown. MIA paper planes. I like that, Matt. I like that. Click, 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 bang, bang. And then the noise well, of the tilt. No, we should say that we don't endorse uh, using guns. Why would you say that? Why would anyone think that? It's just a record, for God's sake. What do you think? In the stutter rap, if we put that on, we go, oh, we'd better make it clear that we're not into stuttering. I mean, Matthew, it's just a recorded noise. That's all it was. I know, but you know. Make it clear. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Chinese burn. When I was little, I used to think it was a spicy food, but actually, it's a horrible, painful twist on the wrist. Love you, Russ. Well, Chinese thank you, Chinese burn, yeah. I haven't had one of them for a long time. Might be racist, but is what's more racist? Us saying Chinese burn or occupying Tibet? Occupying Tibet. Now, get yeah. right out of them Olympics. We're not going, are we, Matt? <clears throat> After a long deliberation. Cocking a snoop at them. Cocking a snoop. We're not going to play any part in those dirty Olympics. Now, and also, we don't need to participate in the Olympics because we've got our Wii's. Other game things are available. Last week, we spoke how our Wii embarrassed and humiliated us, saying that we were doddering old fools yeah, when we well, tried I've... to participate. Have you had another go? There's a lot of changes on the old Wii front. Oh, yeah. 
Why? What's your no? This is the thing. Tangerine now. No, the uh, you you don't need to actually play tennis or golf or look like you're boxing. You just need to t- move the thing a tiny bit, and it's just the same. Really? Yeah. You don't need to. Like a minutest little movement yeah. tricks the machine into thinking those things yeah. are happening. So you, when you're standing there sweating. You know, yeah. I'm talking about you. <laughs> I wasn't sweating. I was very composed. <laughs> that was urine. <laughs> Fight fire with fire, I say. So uh, what? So just so, yeah, it's a bit, you know. So really, it can't tell how. But one day you there will be, you know, you'll put on a whole suit and oh. you'll. So will I go. get a proper job? <laughs> I'll get on the bus. I'll go. No, I, I don't think the technology is good enough at the moment. So oh. I won't be playing with it for a while. Oh, Matthew, look at you coming out. Well, I feel stupid. Why? Because you've got... I was playing tennis. Away. I was a man in his house playing virtual tennis. Then I realised you could just go... Like, just move your wrists minutely. Yeah. So, frankly, it would prove more if you were to sit in your room masturbating. Yeah. It'd be more honest of you, at least. What's that other thing we were on about? Yeah, naming our video podcasts. Yes. Okay, well, there's some suggestions here. Here it is. Lara Brown. Dear Russell, I have a perfect name for your video podcast. V-Brand. Mm-hmm. V brand. Well, well, there you go. That's what she says. Ian Whitaker, who's from Bournemouth, goes call the video podcast Looky Wook or something similar. What about Love the show? That's good. It's not bad, what is it? What about Brandidio? Brandidio. Well, well, I suppose it might become an annoying bit of language to keep saying. Oh yes. <laughs> I, not unlike the Pookie Wook. <laughs> now, come on. A lot of people over in America are very keen on it, and that's why I've just done that deal for it, and I. Oh, have you? You haven't gone on about it. <laughs> you haven't marched into my quarters. <laughs> Stop all that. Stop that. Get apart. Um, book right. deal. Right. Here's the headlines. <laughs> Billions. Now, <laughs> well, carry on. Bye. Carry on with your. Amateurish blundering sex. Stop saying I'm amateur. I'm very good, mate. Carry on with your half-hearted sex. And if I saw it take place in a barnyard, I'd turn the other cheek. This is from Tessa Russell. Matt, selfish lover. <laughs> I'm not a selfish lover. I'm very giving. What could be more generous than doing it with two or three birds at once? Mate? Oh hello. Oh, that you wait there. You'll get your I turn. I can't move, girls. I've got a terribly bad back. Russell Brand. Why don't we include a man who we have long honoured? More man, than a man. More than a man, nay, almost a god. Some, perhaps in this country we've started to rather take for granted, listening instead to stuffy old actors <laughs> like beloved Richard <laughs> Griffiths, while Noel Gallagher sat perched on his bottom stair on <laughs> next to his telephone table, his little tin of ten piece. <laughs> that phone bill's a fortune, Noel! That phone bill's a fortune! It's Noel Gallagher. Hello, Noel. Hi. Hello, uh, mate. You're right. I'm not too bad with you. Yeah, we're good this week. Sounds like a more cheerful version of Noel Gallagher this week. That's nice. Yeah, you both sound mental. Matt sounds like he's gone mad. Matt's <laughs> mashed himself to bits That's with too much coffee. He's LA life. Sarah says he sounds stir crazy. Mm. Yeah, well, I he, am. You should have seen him this he's morning. Stuck in a mansion on my own. Yeah, it's sad, really. It's like big. Yeah, he's I'd filled like out with all toys. <laughs> <laughs> he, when I came in this morning, he was wandering about. You know, like that uh, that film Castaway or whatever it's called. Tom Hanks. He'd, he'd got a basketball out of our garden. He'd drawn a little face on it. He was giving it a cuddle in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make all the things of the forest his friends. He's like Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Matt Morgan is. I do now. use every toilet in the house. Do you went around the house? What about you? Used my toilet? No, I've never. Oh yes, I have. What? Just to keep things interesting. You dirty, why are you trying to look for interest going to the toilet? Now, come on, there's no point Talk in... to Noel. Let's include Noel. 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 Sulk off again. <laughs> Sulk is so Well, look, for the record, mm. right, I wasn't sulky. Yeah. Last week, I was just lying on the couch listening to Richard Griffiths, and it was brilliant. And yeah. then, you know, one of your lot 
phones <laughs> and says, uh, Russell wants to speak to you. And I'm like, well, all right, fair enough. And then the next yeah. thing, I've got this tiny little voice in my <laughs> phone. And then the next thing is, you're wrapping up the show. I'm like, well, I, that's just spoil it all for me now. Oh, oh. an emotional man, isn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then after that, what? Then, Matt, he sends me this phone message the next morning I got up. I've been really sincere. Really? You know, Going, I love you, you're important. Hey, yeah. look, no. All right, no, it's Russ, I really didn't mean to offend you by that, and if anybody did offend you, it wasn't my fault, and somebody else called you, they really shouldn't have called you, and Richard Griffin, oh. I'm really sorry if I offended you, and uh, would you please come to the show next week, we're going to have a special it, it, party. It wasn't me, it was someone else. Yeah. Look, no, he's been sacked. <laughs> we've sacked several people, we've, we've employed someone, then sacked him. Stephen <laughs> Capegoat, he's gone. <laughs> this S. Capegoat will never work in radio again. Scapegoat! <laughs> you are finished. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, well, all right. So what? I was worried that offended you because I think I'd left you a message. You ignored it. Oh, I get those sincere messages. No, after he's offended me. Wait, when do you get he a sincere message? He has to fire off about four a day. <laughs> I had a thought on a regular basis. Yeah, he just <laughs> changes the name at the beginning. Dear, you are important to me. <laughs> I'm sorry I offended you. <laughs> if I did, it wasn't me; it was someone else. <laughs> There's been someone has been fired. The researcher in question, stroke producer, stroke prostitute, has been fired. <laughs> it will never ever happen in my kingdom again. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. What about on? Oh, you know, on my mobile phone, it's got a I love you template. It's like on the templates, but it's got I love you. Like you can send that as a. How many times are you going to say that? Every week. Once a lifetime for me. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, there's an every, like, I love you, t- yeah, and I love you template. I've, I've built in the, yeah, I'm sorry, you are important template now. I could send that off to my robot chums. Well, I'm just glad that you're back, Noel, and you sound chirpier than ever. I'm under orders to sound chirpier from the missus. Right, good. Don't I'm go on there, just be all like, yeah, all right, how's it going? Yeah, Yeah, look, there's an email here from Cara from Quebec, which is interesting. I'm out in a tiny town in Quebec, (laughs) Canada, to improve my French and learn about Quebec culture. English is... I don't know how you say it. Is it Quebec, is it? It is, yeah. Quebec. You would be a a clue on that. All right. Well, thank you for giving us a clue, Lionel Blair. (laughs) 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 English is completely banned in this town in Quebec. Last night, they bought in... well, look, mate, they speak what? French. They speak French there, so they've banned English. I've, I've no. often found that a bit sinister. What's that, banning English? Well, no, the, the, you know, the Canadians speaking French. Yeah, it's not on really, is it? I'm a bit against it. I'm going to Montreal Comedy Festival. Anyone tries any French on me, mate, they'll get it in the ghoulies. I'll tell Les you that. Les Trisgarçons. Les Trisgarçons, Marlene. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, they don't like it up them. <laughs> Last night, English is completely banned. Last night, so this, in this town in Quebec, they bought in a guy to play the guitar and present important culturally significant, culturally significant Quebecy music from the past four decades. Nearly two hours after we began, uh, we two were hours. all no, getting not yet. That. Two hours. <laughs> yeah, of Quebecy music must have been a right arse ache. I mean, I don't want to attack their culture or anything, but I've never yet heard a Quebecy bit of music that I liked. Not no, one, not a, not a bar. So anyway, as we were all getting ready to leave, the guitar guy and the other Quebecis, who barely speak English, by the way, decided they had to break the no English rule and play Wonderwall. Within seconds, it was a room of about 150 English Canadians and 10 French Canadians singing Wonderwall at the top of our lungs, this being the first permitted English we've used in nearly four weeks. I went home and was physically sick. (laughs) 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 No, she just said that actually ends. I thought you might find this idea entertaining as I did. That song, well, we've said it before on the Nonsensical lyrics. Nonsensical lyrics. Noel said that himself. He himself admits that he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 not ever, really. 
Oh, go on then. What's it mean then, mate? What is it? Don't mean anything. It's all about the tunes anyway. It's not about the lyrics. Like Radiohead and all that's about the lyrics, isn't it? Right, right. And the Smiths. Yeah, yours is about the tunes, isn't it, mate? His voice is an instrument, not a, you know... It's not like communicating an idea. It's just a sound. It's a shame he can't get behind us now boycotting the Olympics then, isn't it? Because it, it wouldn't make no he's sense. He's right up the front in his PE kit, <laughs> trying to join in. It's a shame that we can't find that photograph of Noel looking like a, a mum's mate next door neighbour in a little <laughs> pinny. Oh, oh like have a look on your website, it's probably on there. It better be. That we means it is on there, that means Noel's always on the website. He has a little snoop, doesn't he? He goes on there every morning. Google alert, I wonder what's up in the Ross Water Day. Oh, bloody hell, is he, is he really dating Phoebe Price, the American socialite? Oh, bloody hell, lucky what? bastard. Is that a rumour? It's a rumour, it's out there. I've never met her, have you? I don't know who Phoebe Price is. I've never heard those words till I saw them written down next to my name. Fisher Price, and that. I'd rather go out with Fisher Price. Them little lovely men, Playmobil, or little little zigzag haircuts. Those little lovely men are called children. (laughs) You know, little lovely men. About that big. I got a new bird. Lovely little fella. (laughs) She is about that big. Two foot tall. Always crying his eyes out. Look, can we stop going on about nonsense? Since Noel's come on, it's all gone berserk. You're not popular over here. You know, people like uh, like the Americans. They think it's ever so cool to like you. They've got fantastic taste. What can I say? Yeah, that was your birthday. All right, was it? Could you blow the candles, or do you have an asthma attack? <laughs> like, okay, now listen, Ian, no, we've got to go to the news, mate. You won't have a little sulk, will you? You yeah, like to keep abreast of uh, well, Do you want me to stay here now while, while the news is on? <laughs> yeah, you just sit patiently there, yeah? Okay. <laughs> Play solitaire. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Girls on film, which can only be about porn, can't it, really? Girls on film. Matthew. It's about models, isn't it? I don't know what it's about. All I know is you're sat there stuffing eggs. That's I haven't disgusting. started eating yet. What a thing to eat in the radio eat. studio. Free fr- Did you ask for free fried eggs? Who has that dinner? So it could be no dinner. That's a normal American breakfast. Two ha- you've got two hamburgers. Assimilate. Copy the breakfast. Oh, I had a lovely pancake while watching them Yankees! Them Yankees! <laughs> Look, right. That is home fries, uh, sunny side up eggs, and sausage. Ooh, you little. And the sausages idiot. here are flat, like beef burgers. I don't agree like with sausages. that either, a flat sausage. What's well, next? You claim to have liked things like that as a child. Yeah, but not that was not a sausage. A sausage is a like, winky. It's not a sausage. And a burger, it's like a booby. What, like sausages? What, like anyway, get your nose out of my breakfast. I'm dressed up like an Australian newscaster, because as you know, if you listen to the show regularly, we share this space with Australian News Channel, Channel 9. When Australian guests like Guy Pearce or whatever come in here, the, the corridors are lined with pictures of people off Australian TV, and Bert Guy Newman. Pearce was going, Oh, it's Bert Newton! Oh, look at that! Oh, Christ! Like that, he was overjoyed, he was, to see all these different characters from... Uh, Australia and whatnot. They leave in our toilet. They leave all their costumes for reading the news. It looks like stuff you'd wear a hoedown, doesn't it? Yeah. I've got a gingham shirt on and a bloody ridiculous checkered tie. This will be available on the Vcast or Vidicast. Matt has suggested that it be called. I think someone else suggested that though as well. Yeah, I know because I told Matt. Matt goes, "I think it should be called a Vidicast." And I goes, "I think one of the uh, listeners has emailed in saying Vidicast." And uh, Matt goes, "Oh well, let them have the credit." Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, that's real biggie, Matt. That's Real big ear. Still coming up, we have got Lorraine Kelly. Perhaps a woman too sexy to be on TV. Lorraine, are you there, dear? I am. Hello, gorgeous. Hello, my love. Are you all right? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, do we good? It's nice to have you on one of my shows, because I've been on your show, that breakfast show, before, didn't I? You were really good, though. You were Because um, what I like about you is you don't really mind what you say, and you can be quite naughty. And I think people think that, you know, breakfast television is all sort of quite cuddly and all of that, and la la la. And in fact, mm. it's quite naughty, really. We can be really, we really do push it. You push it, do you? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, rain. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. There's the assumption, I suppose, because children are watching that there might hey. be some common decency. But no, I suppose you do it below the radio. That's true. No, yeah, they should be at school. Maybe really tiny ones are watching and they don't really know. They could they be don't watching know. anything. They don't care. Yeah, tell you the truth, you could, <laughs> we could stick pornography out of them all and they won't know, it's just a load of shapes to them. We nearly have, sometimes. Sick. Matt, my friend Matt, who I do the radio show with, yeah. Lorraine, goes, um, a lot of people who are off school sick will be watching. <laughs> a little window there into Matt's childhood. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, go so school, I better watch broadcasting to sick children, I'll, I'll always keep that at the forefront of my mind from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Run that through your head, Lorraine, before any announcement, how is this going to be perceived by a sick, lingering Dartford schoolboy? Wasn't it good when we were on ground? Norton together, me and you. Oh, it was lovely. It was really was because that was really the first time that I'd met you. I'd obviously seen you on the television, but mm. I had no idea of the full impact in real true life. And you're really, yeah. you're you're a very very sexy young man. Thank you, Lorraine. That's very, very attractive lovely. young man. That's a thank you. There it is, Lorraine Kelly. Very attractive, very sexy. No, um, absolutely. I appreciate that, Lorraine. Although it's difficult to maintain my sexual integrity while I'm watching a fully grown man. Eating congealed slop. I know from that's a not a good thing. What's he doing that for? He's you eating like, it's like, like, it's like a prison you dinner. It's your yeah, show. You tell him no, no, no. It's not to happen. It's because I'm a gent. I've always given him too much slack. Right? Well, that's now that you've told him off a bit. Then, then what you find is I've that they don't eating. give you any respect, and they just do no whatever respect. they like, and that's not I'm, fair. The people I work with, Lorraine, walk all over me. They do, but that's your own fault. I suppose so. I'm gonna. I, I've spared the rod too much. You I've have. Given them you too much have, latitude. You should have laid down the rules and said, "I draw the line, and you must not cross it." And from now on, you Lorraine, haven't done that. I'm going to take a leaf out of your book, Lorraine, and be a little bit firmer and a bit more of a dominatrix figure. I think you should always be firm, Russell. Always. Oh, I am. Whenever <laughs> I talk to you, hey, Lorraine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's some picture of you on a nude in the internet. Is it moody or is it real? Um. No. Well. No. No, 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 no. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. It's a wee bit of a worry because um, anybody can do anything with you. But I'm, I don't yeah, really mind so that. So I hear the rain, you dirty cow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not, sadly. But, uh, not real. It were, but at least I didn't put my head on Anne Widdicombe's body or something. That's quite something, isn't it? That, that would well, have been quite scary. So in a way, I should suppose I should take it as a compliment. I guess. Yeah, it is. The I people sexualising you. I mean, it's only, it's only a body at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. We've all got them, haven't we? So it's fine. We've all got a body. Most yeah, of us. we've all got our bits, and that's lovely. We've all got our lovely bits. You're sort of happily married, are you? And we've got a family very, and stuff. Yeah, oh, very, 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 very much <laughs> so. He, put, he, he, he puts up with a lot, my poor husband. He really does. Yeah, been been together since about, about 85, so it's a long, long time. Hell. How do you keep it going? Well, I think you've got to... What we tend to do is we kind of go on dates. You know, like we, really, make, yeah, people. yeah, and and almost like. Do you want to come on one with me? And because <laughs> my my married name's Smith, so when we check oh, yeah. into hotel rooms as Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it sort of gives you that free zone that you there might be something song. naughty going on. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, I think you've got to keep. I think you've got to be. You've got to sort of uh, make each other laugh and talk to mm. each other a lot, but at the same time, there has to be a little bit of of mystique and uh, and you have to still want to be alluring. I think that's really important. Don't you sometimes think it'd be nice to have sex with someone else like me? Well, I, no, because I I would be too, no no because you get used to somebody. It's, Don't it's insult me. I've got thing, feelings. It's that thing of being <laughs> no. able to go for a wee wee in front of one another and to feel we can incorporate that another and not to be worried about your cellulite and worried about your tummy being a bit fat and worried about your you know whether it's all your cellulite. <laughs> it's just really nice to be with somebody that that, that that's fine and it doesn't matter. 
I wouldn't mind. I reckon you look nice naked. I thought about Stop it. Stop flirting with me. The message is she's happily married. <laughs> I'm not Back re- off. I'm not receiving. Not receiving. I've stopped eating my breakfast. <laughs> well done. Oh, I'm sorry about that, you pooey thing. No, I finished it. I was it. putting you off. Hey, Lorraine, actually, last week I said this thing, because in your column, I can't remember which newspaper, but I read your, I read your column, right, and it said that you, you said that you hoped uh, Barack Obama wouldn't become president cause in case he got assassinated, and I thought well, it was funny. Well, I know, I'm, I know, I'm just worried about that. I, I do worry about that genuinely. I really do. Well, I, I mean, I think it's absolutely fantastic that there, hopefully there, there will be a black president. I think it's it's just fantastic, and I think it will be mm. so so good, but there are no flow of nutters in America. There's no flow of nutters yeah. everywhere, but there's no flow of nutters in America, and I just hope that he's going to be okay, because I think he's a brilliant yeah, guy, and, and I think he really could... Do you think he's more like together? You know. Hold on. Do you think he's more likely to get assassinated than anyone else, Len Lorraine, like well, John McCain or whatever? Um, yeah, I do. I do because I think that there, there are people who won't obviously won't like him because of the very fact that he just so happens to be black. Yeah, um, and I think pretty, that's like, a real worry. And then you might get people <clears throat> on the other side who think that he's not black enough, and that's sad too. So <laughs> crossed, you're not black enough, mate. You're incorrigible, young man. <laughs> I'm a bit incorrigible. Hey, no, listen, that's okay, though. That's no, why we love you. Thank you. I want to make an important political point, right? This is here. It is Barack Obama. Don't make no bloody difference. They're all the same. Won't like. Won't get. It. Like they wouldn't be allowed to be president if they were going to do anything different. If they're just puppets and they just stick them out the front. You know have a what? Wave. You know what? I, I, I don't think that I could disagree with you there. I really don't. And I think it's really sad that um, no, not well. Yeah, but but now it's got to sound like Vicky Pollard there. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but it is really sad that nobody um, with with any great character can now become. Uh, a leader mm. in either in Britain or, or, or in the States. Well, be careful. Really Hold on to your hat, Lorraine, because there's a campaign mounting to see old Russ as a global revolutionary I'd love president. It. I think it would be wonderful. That's Lorraine Kelly's well, words. The strength of your political point, then. Yeah, really? No, I'm a bad Definitely. That was actually, I was warming up for Will Self there, because with Lorraine, I'd already decided just to focus mainly on flirting. Lorraine, we do an item on this show called Gay, where we help gay folk with gay problems, or even non-gay folk with gay problems. So would you help us with that item now? Of course, I'd be delighted. Okay, well here is the jingle for the item Gay, which signifies the item's commencement. Russell's regular item. Gay! Dear Russ, Matt, G, Lorraine, I have a gay problem for you. A few days ago, me and one of my best mates, Tom, were at a party. We both left that night with a girl. We ended up back at my house. That night, we had a passionate threesome. We woke up in the morning to find that the girl, who I won't name, had left. We were both a bit drunk and thought that the threesome went well. <laughs> so how did you, what did you think of the threesome? Well, well I checked my charts. <laughs> it, it, it compares favourably. We thought the threesome went well. Until yesterday, the girl said she was dissatisfied as we spent most of the time with each other. Oh. Now that she's mentioned it, Matthew, that's a ridiculous reaction. I do vaguely rem- Now that she mentioned it, I do vaguely remember enjoying it. <laughs> but I do not have feelings for any other men. Am I gay? And if I am, do I tell Tom? Because I think he might have enjoyed it as well. That's from Jonathan from Luton. Not the easiest place in the world to be gay, I wouldn't have thought. So there we that's go. That's a proper threesome. That's a problem, because they were doing stuff to each other. When me yeah. and Matt have had threesomes, we were very much just two men trying to ignore each other in a park. The old, the old little <laughs> nod of the head. Hello there, sir. Good work there. <laughs> so, I, I admire stroke swap ends. <laughs> okay, half time. <laughs> run around, run around. <laughs> so, Lorraine, what do you make of this sexy gay well, problem? I don't, you might just, you know, it just might be somebody that likes to experiment. I think a lot of people do like to experiment. Do you like to experiment, um, I think Lorraine? one, you know, <laughs> one, uh, one swallow doesn't make a summer. <laughs> <laughs> I've made at least a couple of swallows before a summer, but, darling. You know, if, if you want to do that, 
if you you know if you want if he wants to do it again, I don't think there's anything wrong with no that problem, at all. Is it? Lorraine, can I, can I ask you outright, Lorraine? Have you ever slept with a woman? No. Well, oh yeah, come well, on, you liar! I have slept with with women, but I haven't done anything. But I mean, we've been in the same bed when we were. Oh, hello! Getting closer to the truth. No, just Kissing? because you know because when you were little and there wasn't anybody else to sleep. What? I've never slept with a Where are you from? What? Where did you grow up, David Copperfield's house? What's going on <laughs> in with Glasgow? Your... In Glasgow, but you know, sometimes if you've been to parties or whatever, and you'll just bundle in, bundle The in boundaries in seem blurred. Yeah, you bundle Suddenly in. Suddenly, you've got your head up at ninety. Naughty. Well, okay. So, we're saying to Tom and Jonathan. <clears throat> I say to this is my advice. So I normally offer brilliant advice. Tom and Jonathan, why not try another threesome, but this time without the girl? Just you two in a threesome with each other. Right. Try it again. Go yeah. for it. Really go for it. Have a good bit of safe old sex. Yeah. Gay as you like. See yep. how you feel in the morning. Don't drink too much. See if you like me. You can take proper alcohol sex without booze to show you you're see, a real I man. I think you're absolutely right there. Do it without the booze because it might have been the booze. I think that's very wise. <laughs> very wise. No. Very wise. <laughs> Lorraine Kelly. You're so lovely, Lorraine. And you have been a wonderful guest as Thank we you, always Uncle. assumed you would. I'll be very, very happy to come on your show whenever you like. Perhaps you might need me as a sexpert or something. I don't that know. That would be great. And an, an agony uncle. That would be fantastic. I'll help with anything, any problems okay. you have. And if you ever, if you ever tire of being uh, Mrs. Smith, do let me know. <laughs> and, uh, I will phone you immediately. Thank you very much, Lorraine. Thank Kelly. you, Angel. Russell Brand. Oh, Matt, do you think oh, you showed yourself up there? Did you? I? Did I yes. show myself up, or did I come across as a real kinky robot? She was, you know, knocking your hands back. <laughs> no, no, don't, oh, don't do that, Russell. Oh no, oh, stop that's it. it. That's no, that's it. disgusting. Will Self is even now perambulating his way to oh, this studio. Here we go. Uh-huh. Prepare for the big words that uh-huh. he doesn't quite know what they mean. It's a big word bonanza for Mr. Have Stewart. a word off with him. Oh, God, you can't. Will Self would slaughter anyone. Him and st- if Will Self and Stephen Fry, they'd take you down. No, yeah. Like them two, of course they would. You, wouldn't, you can't mess with Will Self. He's had a proper education. I'm an autodidact. I don't know nothing. I've only got superficial knowledge of, of like quite a What's, lot of subjects. What does crepuscular mean? I don't know. Corpuscular? Of the blood? Crepuscular. Don't know. Don't know, mate. Of oh. twilight. Crepuscular. It's one of Wilson's favourite words. Is it? Yeah, apparently. Look at you. Oh, and who's the little boffin? Who's the little oh, Mr. Self, I've taken the time to learn a few <laughs> of your favourite words and I've arranged them into some bunting that are going <laughs> to hang around my jennies. You little square. You preening little Nancy. Just I'm going to tell him you've done that. No things you don't know. What? Oh, yeah, one stinking little word, crepuscular. You should see yourself in the bedroom, poor sod, ratting away all diseased. Brilliant, I am. <laughs> Brilliant, I am. All pleased with himself. Hello, Will. Hello, Russell. Thank you for... You came here in what can only be described as an unusual fashion. You strolled here, eh? Yes, it, it would be more unusual if I were a gastropod, but uh, actually bipedalism is the... the the established means of human locomotion. Relatively typical. Yeah, relatively typical. But I did do it for a long while. I've been in L.A. since Monday night and have not set foot in wheeled transport during that period. What are you making... Is is this an ideological point you're thrusting forwards? Yes, I'm trying to destroy the machine-man matrix that has gripped our heads and is destroying us and will take us to the insect mines of Minroad. No, it's just I like a long walk. You like a stroll? Yeah, I like a stroll. But I tell you what, that mine matrix, it'd be good to under- undermine it. I think so, it's yeah. It's been a lot of bother. I think, you know, LA, it's a film 
film town. It's a, you know, and film is the antithetical medium to walking. It's all jump cut. It's all you know, space time are meaningless to cinema. You can screw around with it all you like. Whereas <gasps> a walk is continuous narrative in real time. Right. Okay. So right. So that's one of the few opportunities in life we have to have a proper linear journey. And mm. film is the antithesis of that because it's got no regard for what is truly linear or exactly. true lineage. Exactly. Oh bloody hell. Yeah, I mean, I left my home in London, actually, uh, on noon local time on Sunday and walked all the way out, stayed in Uxbridge that night, visited Pinewood Studios the following morning, walked on to Heathrow, flew to LAX, and then have walked right round LA- uh, Los Angeles. Where did you sleep in Uxbridge? Uh, I slept at the Annick Guest House. Mm. <laughs> it was quite creepy, actually. It looked like, the, I mean, not that lovely guest house, don't want to knock the annex, but outside no. it, was, it was one of those kind of sort of slightly miserly, sodium-lit suburban nights, you know, that yeah. looked like the poster for The Exorcist. Right. I liked it. You've had a pleasant evening regardless. <laughs> I have fun where I find it. Was there any supernatural activity? No, I, I'm waiting for the supernatural activity. There are certain strange linkages. Mm. Uh, you know, Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut was shot at, at Pinewood, and mm. I visited that stage where they're now wrapping Quantum of Solace, the new Bond oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know, here in, in Hollywood, the Church of Scientology is extremely influential. I mean, so much so that you can't actually say it. Yeah, we've been told never, ever to say it in yeah. case it destroys us. Yes, it may destroy us. I don't, and that'd be awful, just by uttering a word to destroy yourself yeah, the, like the, that. The, 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 the thing that may not be named the that, thing is, that, that is a church. It's a bit like uh, Tinkerbell, of course. <laughs> if you don't believe in fairies, you do them a terrible disservice by bumping them off. Well, I, I like to think of myself as a kind of middle-aged male Tinkerbell. That's how you're coming across. Yeah. The minute you <laughs> tippy-toed across the threshold in this studio, I thought, hello, here's a, we've got a right fairy here. Well, I mean, I may look like this, but inside I am a pink fluffy girl in a pink fluffy world so i've got a f- these are things that i've wanted to ask you about for some time mm-hmm. matt uh, matt might pipe up at some point do you want to pipe up or are you like just gonna like say crepuscular yeah? yeah that's yeah. one of your favorite words he's been boasting about knowing well, that it's all it's, morning it's a lovely word i mean especially if you're a bat or an owl right because of its twilight connotations yeah. of which i recently learned off yeah. of my cold over there. Something to do with blood yeah well it sounds like corpuscular yeah no it's fair enough i fair mean that's not an unreasonable stab at a well, derivation is it no it's not an unreasonable stab <laughs> what would be a, and also be a reasonable stab would be one right between the eyes of him yeah. over there trying to belittle me in this fashion here will you know uh, didn't you have uh, dennis nilson as a dole officer or something yeah i did yeah why do you think that, that uh, serial killers are fascinating uh i think that they they represent such a kind of eruption of uh, you know, kind of do what thou wilt is the whole of the law, you know, mm. that they kind of... It's, it's, <laughs> That's Alistair Crowley, isn't yeah, it, Will? It is, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they are a, a, manis- a manifestation of evil. I'm not sort of afraid of calling it that. And I, but I think that they are fascinating to people because they represent a paradigm of doing whatever you want, you know, and, and th- in this case it's particularly horrible things. But I think people are always taken by the idea of, you know, being able to do whatever you want. You know. So right, that's our, our fixation with it, is that innately we've, we could all think, oh, I could do a series of killings. But In part, but it's also, you know, it's like readers' wives. You know, why, why do men send pictures of, of, of uh, 
their wives into magazines. It's actually because it's the thing they most fear is their wife being unfaithful to them. So they, it's a kind of magical thought thing. And I think the whole serial killer obsession is similar. I think people like to describe and present to themselves that thing that they most fear, almost to make it render it inert in psychically in that way. Mm, I see, yeah, make it more palatable and yeah. tangible. Yeah, with my stand-up comedy, I'm always arping on about terrible things that happen to me, and, then, and by, uh, by putting them into a comedic context, they have less potency. Yeah, it's a form of catharsis. It's cathartic. Yeah, I, would, I was with your landlord, actually, last night, and uh, he had some Michael things... Michael Burns? To, yeah, he had some things to say about it. He said that um, <laughs> you've twisted the dial right round on the, on the washing machine. It's completely broken, and you found that... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't find, you know, one or two stray uh, hairs in the plug of the jacuzzi. He found a kind of wig. <laughs> yeah, the, kind of, the, uh, the water escaping had somehow magically woven all of these pubic hairs into, into a large kind of rug. <laughs> but otherwise, he's very fond of you. That would be a delightful trophy for someone one day, yeah, that pubic rug. I, I think I think Michael's, uh, you know, holding it in, in the First National Bank for, for if he should lose his own. Or perhaps I'd like to uh, imagine him using it as a cape. Russell Brand. That washing machine weren't working properly when we got there, as a matter You're of fact. You're saying that now. Well, no, I, I've got there's evidence, your, there's actually. There's your deposit gone. That's, that, that's <laughs> gone out of the pictures. And also, we've had Matt Morgan roaming around the place, all primeval, <laughs> nude from the waist down he's been. All alone there. We left him there for a little while. It's he, a huge place. It's he went all scary. feral. He lost, he lost his sense of reason. Well, didn't I, it? I didn't think you should leave him there, because uh, Michael and his wife, you know, moved down to Venice, because mm. uh, they couldn't proof the house against the toddlers wandering off it and falling off it. So, oh, my so word. Yeah, that was the problem, because a toddler yeah. could just toddle off over the cliff edge. Exactly, so you probably shouldn't leave him oh, wandering no. around <laughs> in was... the nude, because he might regress <laughs> to childhood and then fall off It wouldn't house, be an incredibly... It yeah. wouldn't be much of a regression. No, a sidestep, exactly. if anything. I, I mean, I don't know him, but I can see that already. You can see it at a glance. Yeah, this man's on yeah. the precipice of a second childhood. I can say, or maybe even a third. Third well, childhood. It's quite tempting looking over that cliff to just... Mm. Yeah. One leg over. He throws things over it. He's always been a person to throw things off things and then go, oh, why is this happening when events occur? Mm. Throw a jar of peanuts out of a hotel bedroom window. Then when the police come, oh, why is this happening? Bad. Because well, of events. Events what did I throw off there? A jar of peanuts. We were no, in Leeds. off the hotel, off the house. Off the house, I think you threw uh, a basketball off of it. Uh, there was some young gay gentleman that you've been killing for company. <laughs> killing for company, that's an odd way to get company, because once you killed someone, what company are they? I mean, they're just a cadaver in your fridge. Yeah, but, uh, well, read the Master's book. I mean, it is, it is uber creepy, actually. But he hung on to them, didn't he? He hung on to them for a while and gave them a cuddle. Oh, know? really? Yeah. Give them a little cuddle? For quite a, quite oh, a few days. In a way, yeah. perhaps so. Like so, that what? So it's psychopath. That just means you've got no empathy. Just thought, oh, I've, I've just turned this person off, like a broken washing machine. Yeah, <laughs> you just turned the dial too far on that person. I think that's right. But I mean, you know, at different times in life, we all lack empathy, don't we? I oh, mean, go on, give know. us an example of the qu- a quotidian lack of empathy that we all experience. I think we all experience it just in the city. I mean, uh, you know, especially right, yeah. you know, walking through Los Angeles, which I've been doing for four days now, it's mm. impossible to feel empathy for everybody that passes you. You can't every second of the day be right. thinking that's a real autonomous individual. Yeah, like when right. I came in here and sort of said, oh, you're now part of my vignette, and you quite reasonably said, this is our real life, and yeah. you're right to react like that. You're but right if you're just oozing compassion constantly, what happened to you? You'd become well, a saint or something. Yeah. What happened? I think that that's, that's one of the kind of fallacies of, you know, a lot of politicians, a lot of religious leaders mm. push that idea that we can feel highly empathetic the whole time. But actually, if you think about it, you go completely crazy if you try right. to empathise with everybody. It's probably safer to empathise in quite a limited and distinct way as called upon to do so right but when, he, when he was a boy he thought 
he was the only human being and everyone else was a robot. Yeah, well, that's that, it's taking it a little killer. far. <laughs> <laughs> that is taking it a little I was far. just a nipper. Well, yeah, I can't yeah. be held responsible for my childhood no, fantasies I, or my mother fixation. No. I've let that go now anyway. Yeah, so. and anyway, he can now conceptualise that and, and see how irrational it, it mm. was. Well, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the robots are turning against me, <laughs> forming allegiances, and that bloody washing machine, that's why I turned the dial. Tell us all about psychogeography. Here's my, my sort of basic understanding. Can I just put it in the, my... Sort of, yeah, uh, give us your take. Yeah. Here's my take. Yeah. <laughs> here's my take. It's coming up. Yeah. This is the take coming up now. Right. What about bloody uh, uh, centre point? Right, that's like the, mm-hmm. the front line. Or that's where you score crack and heroin mm-hmm. as an yeah. la- absolute last resort. You don't, like, you get, everyone else has let you down. You know it's going to be a bit moody, a bit rubbish, dirty, filthy gear. You go there as a last resort. And, but, and like centre point was a big architectural project, wasn't it? Like, oh, let's rejuvenate this area. Let's mm. make it all pleasant and lovely. Mm. And before that, wasn't it like some O'Garfian gin alley, gin lane type thing? Yes, but that's very much uh, Peter Aykroyd, the writer's take on psychogeography. And and other peoples, which is that there's a kind of, you know, districts and quarters of cities have a kind of character. Mm. You know, he wrote a book called London, The Biography, which was oh, yeah. which, which was sort of a kind of uh, psychological biography of the city. Mm. And you're absolutely right about that area. That has been a quarter of debauchery since time immemorial, going back beyond Gin Lane, going back, there were brewers there before there were gin distillers, and it goes right back to the period when you had monastic enclosures in central London. So it is kind of astonishing that that, you know, that the kind of front line uh, uh, for drugs should have gravitated there as well. So there's that kind of angle to it. But the kind of modern psychogeographers in, in England, people take it in different ways. There's a kind of wacky sort of spaced out take on it where kind of people you know, take a map of Florence and negotiate their way around Toronto with it, or they throw dice to tell them where to go. Or, you know, there are other psychogeographers like our mutual friend Nick, or he wouldn't even style himself that, he calls it deep topography, who Mm. are really kind of just interested in taking one place and understanding it completely. And then there's kind of my take on it, which is very much bound up with these airport walks I do, which is a kind of satirical take on it. I'm kind of taking the piss out of international travel. I'm taking, you know, I'm sort of... I'm sort of saying, you know, what a weird world it is where we jet all over the world. You know, somebody can be amazingly well-traveled, but they actually know bugger all about where they are or where they've been. You know, they, mm. they jet into Beijing. They couldn't point out north. They don't know where to get their pants washed. You know, they don't speak the language. They're, they kind of aren't really anywhere. They're in their own heads. You know, so distorting is, is international jet travel in that way. So the way I earth it is to walk from my house to the airport and walk at the other end. And a kind of trip like this, you know, I've been here and I've been coming to L.A. for 15 years. I always stay, you know, up up at the Chateau Marmont and see movie people and kind of hang out up here in the Hollywood Hills and go down to the beach of Santa Monica. I never really knew the city until I started to walk it. Now, in the last week, I've learned more about L.A. than I have in 15 years of coming here. All right. So, OK, so we're sort of imprisoned. The place becomes irrelevant. We're flitting about all mm. over the world, but we've got an imposed mindset and we don't have any interrelationship with our... The, yeah. the, the actual yeah. area to win. Go on in, Matthew. What are you I'd saying, keep mate? wondering who, where does your luggage go? Do you walk with it? You know, that's a question that, that um, I, I take on bearers, basically. I mean, I have a vast collection of Chantons. <laughs> I've got some nice young men down in Watts. I saw a sedan them. chair out there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a Turkish boy crying in the gutter. <laughs> Uh, I don't take a lot of luggage. Mate. No luggage. <laughs> How much luggage, though? Just a uh, bum bag. That little bum bag. That's your, that bum bag, that's all you've got. 
We've got some Australian newscasters clothes here if you want them. We've been nicking them all day. I'd really rather not. I mean, it's not a sartorial thing. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look very stylish while you're proving your point about place, let me tell you. You've wandered in here. You may know where to get your pants washed in Beijing, but have you got any pants? Not really. Not bought none with him. We're not even in bloody Beijing. Now, Mr G, the Poet Laureate of this show, will summarise the show in the form of a poet. That is his obligation. Here we go. I've used the Pet Shop Boys because Mr G has belatedly become a West End Ponce, perhaps forgetting his roots, many have said. G, <laughs> let's hear your summary of a complex and undulating show. Okay, this poem is called Talking Books, Turning Pages. The moment a new page is turned, it's barely visible to the world. The side of the future confronts the past. The thin line of the present is what we earn. The right to see excitedly. The makings of a tantrum decidedly. With bellows from flip-flops, stilettos on little tots, interrupting Matt's nos job to say we're surrounded by robots. The moment a new page is turned, will self-displays a new world. Lorraine Kelly stays firm with her tea shaken, not stirred. This show's dedicated to Noel, who still remains in control. Because no soprano can go where his thumbs now roam. Well Woo! done. He's summarising. That's the show. All them things he mentioned there. You won't know that, Will, because you turned off the bloody wireless in there to meddle with the internet. No one had the courage to tell you about it because you're such an imposing presence. But like, yeah, that, all them things. That's happened in the show. He's written it while it's been going on, and he's talented. Yes, he's a lovely, lovely man and beautiful voice. Too. Lovely voice, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Lovely. Beautiful to listen to. Noel Gallagher was meant to come back on the show, but last week we made the mistake of having him come back on the phone when Richard Griffiths was here. So we had Noel Gallagher was just on the end of the phone. He had a tantrum. Went, right, I'm going now. What's he even get me on the phone for? Wow. And hung up. That's very unreasonable. I He's think. an unreasonable man. I it's mean, this lack of reason that's dri- driven him to write such ridiculous lyrics. Well, I think a little humility called for. Maybe he could help with the tombola down in South Central. Noel Gallagher <laughs> will be running a pie stall in <laughs> South Central. He's got a lovely little penny. He looks like a mum's mate already. Poor sap of a man. It's been a wonderful show so far. I'd like to thank everyone that's contributed. That will be Noel Gallagher. He came on earlier. Matt, you've been wonderful today. As always, you know. You've been lovely. Wonderful contributions. I'm just glad you're back and I'm not alone in the house. Stay Could I just say hello to my daughter, Madeline? Oh, hello, Madeline. Here is the statement. The Russell Brand Show is a Vanity Projects production for BBC Radio 2. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. This was a podcast from BBC Radio 2. Don't forget you can also download free podcasts for Steve Wright, Chris Evans and Wake Up to Wogan. Get more information now at bbc.co.uk slash radio2 and tune in to Russell Brand every Saturday night from 9, online, on digital and on 88 to 91 FM.